Our text this morning is the, um, the uh, epistle reading in 2 Timothy 2. I would like to go to that last little bit of poetry, uh, verse 11 to the end. Uh, it says, the saying is trustworthy, for if we have died with him, we will also live with him. If we endure, we will also reign with him. If we deny him, he will also deny us. If we are faithless, he remains faithful, for he cannot deny himself. This is our text. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. I don't know uh, if this is true for you, but um, I always had trouble with the rules when I was in school. I know that's really hard for you to believe. But, um, you know, just as an example, uh, we had a rule in my elementary school that we were not supposed to walk on the grass. I guess they wanted the grass to survive because, you know, it was in Pennsylvania and the winters are a little harsh there, so they didn't want to squash in the grass, I guess. But, you know, I, I always thought when I was a little kid, well, what, I, I only lived a block away from the school. I, you know, what if there's no school? Can I walk on the grass if there's no school? Because, you know, there were holidays and weekends and, you know, that sort of thing. Uh, and, 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 you know, I get to thinking about it some more. And it, so what if somebody pushes me over into the grass? Is, is that going to count of me breaking the rules? And, it's, you know, it seemed like a reasonable justification. And, and then I was thinking, well, what if somebody dares me to, to go on the grass, you know, to see what the teachers will do? So, as you know, as it turned out, I was kind of bad about the rules, but I, I spent a lot of time in the grass and in trouble. It was just the nature of things. Now, I, I'm bringing this up because rules are, are a difficulty, and, and they're showing up here a little bit. Uh, as for rules, I, I don't know thinking about where Timothy was, as his letters from Paul written to Timothy, it's hard for me to imagine how he could even start with all of the stuff that Paul told him. He has a lot of people to look after. If you think about Timothy a little bit, he is a, a bishop. He's a very young man, uh, probably not yet 30, or maybe you know no more than that. And he's the bishop in Ephesus, which is a very large uh, uh, area of churches. Uh, there were a bunch of churches in his care. And um, well, there's a lot for him to worry about. These are so many problems, though, too. Uh, he's got uh, Jews in the synagogues that are mad at him because people are coming out of the Jewish faith and becoming Christians. And he's got problems with the pagans because there are people coming out of the pagan temples and becoming Christian. And he's got problems with the government officials because uh, virtually everyone is mad at Timothy uh, because people are leaving the temples. And uh, that means the people that support the temples with uh, sacrifices and, and uh, icons and uh, idols and this, the fancy work. And you know, virtually everybody was mad at Timothy. So... If everybody's angry uh, for him, you know, because he's taken people out of these places for Christ, how could he not be involved about the rules? Because, you know, Paul kind of tells him not to get involved like that. Um, how, how could he not be paying attention to the rules? But apparently, he's just supposed to focus on 
Christ for himself and for his people. So you're supposed to preach that, meaning Christ. You're supposed to remember that. You're supposed to endure for that. You're supposed to suffer for that. You're supposed to be faithful to that. I mean, that's already a, a lot of hard stuff. Uh, rules are hard for us all, and Timothy was subject to that problem as well. Now, um, uh, your vocation in the world is probably mostly not like Timothy's. Even mine, uh, you know, is, I guess, closer to what he was dealing with, but not nearly on such a scale. Uh, and so your vocations are different, and there are many of them, and they all have rules. Um, whether you think about that or not, I mean, any profession, any relationship, any kind of function of citizenship, anything you do in a church, especially anything that you do as a Christian, they all have a sort of normal function and things that you're supposed to follow in the way of uh, direction just to get it right if you don't follow the rules. And any of those other callings, you know, aside from the Christian walk, even if you don't bring God to it, uh, all kinds of trouble comes. So uh, you've, you've all had jobs at one time or another, I would suppose. If nothing else, looking after a family has is, is got enough trouble all to itself. But um, if, if you step out of the usual way of doing things, then, then there is people getting disturbed, and then there's disruption, and then there's anger, and then, you know, all that stuff happens. That's just being a normal person in the world. And God has more rules than anybody, <laughs> or at least it seems like that sometimes. Uh, uh, and this is not simple, uh, do this and not that. I mean, th those would be helpful. I mean, you, it's not like you don't understand, don't murder, although Jesus makes that even more complicated. But uh, there are other things. So, you know, uh, Jesus tell you, uh, tells you to love one another like he loves you. Well, how are you supposed to do that? I mean, any circumstance that you have where you're supposed to love somebody uh, is not going to be the same. Every person you know is going to be loved in a different sort of way. So how are you supposed to do that? Well, I, you know, I can't help you that because it's you. Um, you're supposed to serve. You're supposed to sacrifice. You're supposed to endure hardship. Well, how are you supposed to do that? Well, it depends on what you're engaged in and, and what your uh, circumstances are and what you're uh, calling is in that particular moment, who are you dealing with? And I said, you know, is that helpful then to say you're supposed to serve and sacrifice and endure? Well, you know, how are you supposed to do that? I don't know, because that's you. I got my own problems. Oh. Uh, and of course, if you fall out of the usual uh, thinking on the way that's supposed to be done, then uh, your God says that that is sin which is not helpful, and that is followed by death because the wages of sin is death, and then there's this eternal condemnation stuff, and how are you supposed to be faithful to all of that when you can't stop sinning and you can't stop dying and all of it is at least difficult, if not uh, outright impossible? It's, you know, it's one of those nightmares of life that you think about stuff like that too much. And that's what Paul's laying on Timothy, and in his own way he's laying it on us too. Uh, Paul tells Timothy there are rules for him too. Um, but, but it's just about the way things are properly done. If you've been called to Christ, well, like that's easy. But that's the way it looks. It's just the normal way of doing business. It, it's like uh, John the Baptist 
when the soldiers say, what are we supposed to do uh, to, to be bearing your fruit of repentance? He says, well, go be good soldiers. So tax collectors, well, go be good tax collectors, but don't cheat people. And, 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 you know, it's like that. It's not complicated. It's not like you don't know what you're supposed to be up to. It's just doing it that's a problem. It's the same for everybody. Uh, he talks about soldiers here and athletes and farmers, and they're all mentioned here as examples of people that have to follow their normal practice of things to get things uh, approximately right. They are not, uh, well, they, they act according to their own calling, not somebody else's. And one thing that is going to happen or another, uh, if you don't do what you're supposed to do, then things go badly. Imagine a farmer who doesn't plant the seed. I mean, you can kind of see how that would be a problem, right? So you, you're already familiar with that kind of thinking. If you've, uh, you've got your own lives, if you've ever been a parent uh, or an employee or a church member or et cetera, I mean, all those things are different kinds of callings in your life and you, you've got things that you're supposed to do in that way. If you're a Christian, you act in a Christian way. Um, well, sort of. <laughs> uh, that's not to say you're going to hell if you make a mistake, although the Bible does kind of sound like that. Uh, we have a little bit different circumstances being Christians, but if you make a mistake, if you sin in some way, or even if you scandalize the whole works by something horribly dumb that you do, there is a way to deal with all of that stuff as a Christian. It's part of of the rules of being a Christian, so to speak, when you look at what you do there, you, you, you're supposed to go and seek forgiveness. I mean, that's just as much a rule as don't covet. If, if you sin, you go and seek forgiveness. And, and, and in that grace that Christ offers you in his own precious blood, you are strengthened by that because you realize that whatever happens, God loves you and Christ is with you. Uh, whatever you're calling, Paul says, remember Christ risen from the dead. Focus on that. Whatever is going on, make that be your guide. And, and he says, then you'll get better results. Paul suffers, on the other hand, in his calling as an apostle. He says here that he's locked up in jail, which, of course, he was with the Roman emperor waiting for a trial where he might well be killed. And, and Timothy suffers, you can tell by the language that's here that Paul is trying to encourage him with all the troubles he's having. He's a bishop, he suffers too. In the church, men of God, they suffer. And, and if they suffer in their work, even as Christ himself suffered for you, even if this is true, can you really expect to escape the same opposition that comes to you from your sin and from other people's sin and the, the whole world mounted against you one way or another? Can you imagine being different than what they have experienced? Well, you shouldn't imagine that too much because it's sort of obvious it will be the same. Remember Jesus. Uh, you have heard many times in this place, fix your eyes on Jesus. Whatever your circumstances, do that. Uh, remember Jesus because in him is your salvation. It's, it's not a question, it's a, it's a statement and certainty that Christ is your salvation, watch him. 
In him, you see the love of the Father. Again, not a question, but a statement of certainty. And, and there you hear the call of the Holy Spirit. There is hope, there is strength, there is certainty. Whatever your circumstances. Then there's this little poem, one that I started with here. It's down at the end of the reading. It's a, a peculiar thing. Um, it reminds you that in baptism, you died with Christ. And you know, and what that means is that you're no longer under the rules. You have rules to look at, you have rules to follow, but if you mess them up, then you have a way out with the grace of God and you have also God working those things for good. So you, you died with Christ and you're no longer under the law and you rise with Christ to reign with him, it says, to reign with him. But that means you kings and queens in the kingdom of God, which is kind of awesome. Then there's this mysterious notion that if we are faithless, God is not. He stays faithful. Well, obviously, if you're faithless, it's going to be a problem. But it's not a problem that's going to make God not faithful. He holds to his promises no matter what. Uh, it's for you to know that God will fulfill every promise, no matter who is with him or whatever the circumstances, he and Christ together are the full promise that you will be with him, that your faith goes with him. God cannot deny himself. Well, I mean, that seems obvious, I suppose, but think of it like this. He's the one who sent his son here to be your salvation. He will not deny his son because he's one with him. God is also the one who made you, of all things, Christ's body, his bride, one flesh with him. And, and so you are, by that act of God, a part of God. Uh, with him and therefore with the Father and the Holy Spirit through him that, that you are part of him. I know that's a bit mysterious, but because of that, he won't deny you either. Uh, he doesn't defy or rather deny himself and he will not deny you. Uh, a, a soldier... Paul says, does not get entangled in civilian affairs. That's up in verse 9. I found that to be a little confusing, but because I, I have spent a lot of time with sailors and Marines and, you know, every once in a while, people from the other services. And uh, in my uh, experience, soldiers get involved in civilian stuff a lot when they're on liberty. And uh, you guys that have been there will realize that that was always trouble, right? I mean, if you get mixed up with a local girl or you get mixed up with uh, uh, spending a little too much time in one of the, the clubs that you probably weren't supposed to be in, uh, uh, soldiers get in trouble when they mess around with civilians a lot. <laughs> it's almost their whole life when they're not working. But uh, it is a, a thing that they, they know they're not supposed to do because everything about being a soldier or a sailor or a Marine or whatever you are, it's always about keeping the boss happy because if the boss is happy, then you don't have a lot of trouble. If the boss is unhappy, then, well, your life becomes a problem. Uh, but I know that uh, shore leave and 
liberty and you know that there's lots of trouble to be had there because soldiers get mixed up with citizens and Paul says they don't they're not supposed to do that uh, so another reason he says that though is because he wants you to stay with Christ the, 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 the rule there is Christ is the one who called you Christ is the one who saved you Christ is the one who made you what you actually are a part of his own body his bride his own child children of God that's what you are uh, and and so you're supposed to be about looking after what pleases God. Of course, you know, like a soldier, you're, <laughs> you're going to get in trouble sometimes. Uh, and I'm not talking about walking on the grass. It's, you know, usually sin and uh, those kind of things are a big problem. And, and so I remind you again, remember Jesus. He is your salvation. He is with the Father and the Holy Spirit, and he is with you, and together we are one. So stick with Christ. He is your savior. He is your certainty. He is your hope, because he is the one who called you. Amen. Now may the peace of God, which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.